0: Welcome to another episode of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy, Mac. Today, we got a special lottery edition of It's Cavalier. Man, I'm, I'm hype. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Hopefully, Cleveland has some luck in tonight's NBA draft lottery, at uh, which I believe will be on 830 Eastern Time. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Cleveland is on the cusp of making yet another step towards playoff contention, and I know they're going to add an impact player tonight. Man, over the last, I want to say 10 seasons, let's just start there. Cleveland has picked in the top 10 quite a few times. So, Down the line, 2011 game changer. Kyrie Irving drafted number one overall. We already know how the story goes. Kyrie in game seven drills the shot, really the game winner, over one Steph Curry to really seal the title for us. Tristan Thompson drafted. Fourth overall in that very same draft, impact player. Can't say anything more about Tristan Thompson that hasn't already been said. He's going to go down as one of the best Cavaliers in Cavalier history, (laughs) frankly. So he's also one of my favorite players. Skip to the 2012 season, shooting guard Dion Waiters drafted fourth overall. Dion Waiters is a case of one of those guys who you just you want for them to work out because i really liked his swagger i liked uh, i know people really got on dion about his shot hunting and man he his shot profile was terrible (laughs) sometimes but i was a huge believer in dion waiters and i really hope the guy is able to uh really make it back into the league we last saw dion i believe with the los angeles lakers last season so he did get a ring and so that's that's good for him and although things didn't work out for cleveland uh, for for Dari for <laughs> Dion in Cleveland, it was still good to see him at least get a championship. The 2013 draft infamy—just it, it will go down in infamy as one of the. I don't. I don't want to say the least talented, but because there are definitely players that came from that draft that are going to go down in history as some of the best, like uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously, and Victor Aladipo. but. In terms of just pure bust, Cleveland just did they just completely misfired. I don't know. I don't know how they ended up with Anthony Bennett as the number one overall pick. And I don't think anybody knows outside of the people who are in that draft room at the time, none of whom I believe are still in Cleveland. Anthony Bennett is out of the league. We'll see what happens. He's still relatively young. The 2014 draft. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is integral to Cleveland history just because he was the piece that brought Kevin Love to Cleveland to complete a big three featuring the return of LeBron James to Cleveland for a second stint, along with the aforementioned Kyrie Irving. form one of the better big threes in the league at the time. We all know how the story goes. They end up bringing Cleveland a championship during that fateful 2015-2016 season. So, with that being said, where do we go from there? Well, it's quite easy. Cleveland had been in title contention for four straight seasons that LeBron was back in the area. So no first round picks. We all know really what happens when LeBron is part of your team. Your first round picks, you can say bye-bye to those because you're going to finish. And even if you still have a first round pick, you're going to finish at the bottom of the draft because LeBron's going to have you up there. So Cleveland does not pick again in the first round into the 2018 draft Right after LeBron's, well really, I don't know, I think it was prior to LeBron actually stating that he was going to Los Angeles, but nonetheless, the number eight overall pick in that draft won Colin Sexton, who is probably going to be Cleveland's next all-star, hopefully next season. Colin has improved every single season he's been in the league, averaging upwards nearly of 25 points per game. Nearly 25 points per game. He's managed to up it three points each year that he's been in the league. So if he's able to take another jump next season, he will definitely justify the inevitable rookie max extension that they could hand him. We'll see. We don't know. 2019 NBA draft. Darius Garland was selected fifth overall. People are conflicted on Darius Garland. And you, you see two sides of a coin really with him and. He shows so much potential as a playmaker, and he really started to come on strong as a scorer towards the end of the season. He definitely, you know, showcased a lot of different talents, and he he was able to really show a lot of people why he was selected in that uh, in in that five spot. People who really are not big fans of Garland will talk about how injury-prone he is, uh, or at least seems that way, and he has seemed to miss quite a bit of games since he's been in the league, but for a guy who played less than five real college games, uh, you know, before jumping to the NBA, I can't really ask too much more of him. Yes, he is undersized, as is Colin Sexton, which is, you know, forms one of the one of the smallest backcourts in the league. But he still has immense potential. And if Darius is able to take another step forward this upcoming season, watch out. The, the, The Cavs might set the league on fire. 2020 NBA Draft. Isaac Okoro was elected fifth overall because of his defensive chops. This guy was a ready-made defender from the jump. The questions really surrounding Okoro not necessarily have to do with anything defensive. It's on the offensive side of the ball. We all knew the guy could defend. But the question was, and still is for some people, can he score against NBA caliber players? And I think that answer is a resounding yes. We saw the guy towards the end of the year drop a career high of 32 points on maybe an eventual champion phoenix suns <laughs> you just don't know but this guy is developing and he's developing nicely and i'm glad to see him start to validate some of the feelings that cleveland brass had and when they placed faith in drafting him at the number of five overall spot Now, uh, you know this is a a This is a draft pick that was scrutinized a bit at the time, but Cleveland obviously needed defense, and they needed it in the worst way, and they got it with Okoro. And anything that he can provide on the offensive end is just icing on the proverbial cake, if you ask me. So he's going to continue to get better, and congratulations and shout out to Okoro for earning a spot on the uh, second-team all-rookie squad this season. Definitely well deserved, much deserved recognition for the Auburn product. Now that brings us to the 2021 NBA draft and it starts really tonight with the draft lottery in which Cleveland has an 11.5% chance to earn a top well the top pick, really, the lottery <laughs> to hit the lottery uh, which with with a 50 I think I want to say a 45.1% chance at getting a top 4 pick. Um, that's those are pretty good odds. I would take that now. Hopefully, you know, we don't suffer any Uh, just bad draft look. I I don't see that happening. Cleveland's had some pretty good luck over these last 10 years They've been able to select a lot of impact players and I think that trend continues tonight uh, whether the pick be cade cunningham The presumptive number one overall pick if we're able to luck into that or jonathan a guy like jonathan kaminga or Jalen green I don't know about Jalen suggs, but there's a lot of guys out there that could potentially You know have a huge impact on this very still very young roster. You look at guys like scotty barnes Uh, there's just a lot of there's a lot of talent in this draft so you know, there's there's always going to be the question. Well, if Cleveland lands outside of the top five, does it make sense for them to trade the pick? Maybe for some for a veteran who can step in and help right away. Maybe take Cleveland to the next level. Yeah, a case can be made for that. And there's always going to be even if you get the number one overall pick, there will always be trades available. It's just about what what makes the most sense to the team. Now, for a squad like this, when you look at the Potential starting lineup next season, not factoring in the draft. Colin Sexton, it's going to look much like it did this season. And when you talk about Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, Kevin Love, and Jared Allen, right now that is your starting lineup, but it could look very different heading into next season. If you don't get Kate Cunningham, and even if you do, you could potentially play Kate Cunningham at the number four spot. You could draft a guy like Jonathan Kaminga and he could come in and immediately start over Kevin Love at this point. That's not the worst thing that could happen for Love. There are, there are potential game changers up and down the, the, the list this year. Definitely a deep draft and yeah, it might be a little top heavy, but it's still deep and you can find some hidden gems here and there. So, You know, even if you're a position to snag another guard, you do so. Yes, Colin Sexton is is up to earn a contract extension. Yes, Colin Sexton is probably going to get that max rookie extension. But that doesn't mean you still don't take a chance on a guard if you can. If you can get a guy like Jalen Green, you yeah, you better roll out that three guard lineup and experiment with it before you know uh, thinking about a trade later on down the line. Yeah, this is the type of draft to do it in because there are a lot of potential impact players. And I feel really good about Cleveland's chances of being able to uh being able to land one. Be it first pick or the 7th overall pick. So, come 8:30, let's let's just hope that Cleveland is able to hit the proverbial lottery and grab that number one overall pick i'll be rooting for it i hope you guys will be too outside of the nba draft lottery other news from cleveland kevin love has committed to join the team usa roster to compete in the tokyo olympics i don't know how y'all feel about that but i'll tell you how i feel i'm hopeful I'm hopeful because a return to competitive basketball for Kevin Love could prove something of a palate cleanser for the uh, the veteran. Now, we will forever be grateful. Us true Cleveland fans will forever be grateful to Kevin Love for his role in bringing a championship to a city that nobody thought it would come to. But we would be remiss in not stating the obvious, and that's that Kevin Love has fallen off a cliff. I don't know if that is psychological. I don't know if that is physical. Hell, it could be a combination of the two, and it probably is at this point with his age. In this past season, Love averaged only 12.2 points, 7.4 rebounds, and 2.5 assists per game. Those are not numbers that suggest that he should be be paid as much as he is. But nonetheless, he is been a mainstay in Cleveland for the last seven or so seasons. Now, Kevin Love can still have a productive career ahead of him. He still has some good basketball left in him. It just all comes down to does he actually want to do that in Cleveland? Well, you never know. But what I will say is competing on a big stage like the Olympics could actually bring out his competitive fire again. It could light something uh, up under him it could make him want to become a better leader than he has been. We we all know the verbal outbursts that he's had, the you know, just the visceral actions that he's had some in these last few seasons. And that coincides with the fact that Cleveland hasn't been competitive at all. They have not even challenged for a playoff spot in these last 3 seasons. So, with that being said, I wish Kevin all the best. I hope things work out nicely for him. He's joining a pretty stacked roster already. He's going to be up there with Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, James Harden, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, and KD. And there probably will be more to come. You just don't know. But I am glad to see him at least wanting to step out on a basketball court. Because I won't lie to you and say that sometimes it just seems like this dude just don't care no more. But... I really wish the best for him. So let's hope that Team USA is able to go to Tokyo and win gold and that that reignites the competitive fire uh, under Kevin Love's ass. We'll see. We don't know. We can only hope, right? So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out today's episode. I will be following tonight's NBA draft lottery up with a recap. Just so you guys know. So thanks for tuning in today. And hopefully I'll see you guys again later tonight. But as always, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, in the meantime, you know the drill. It's Cavalier underscore pod. That's where you can reach me at. Always receptive to fans. You can hit me up about a question that you you formulated about today's episode or even in episodes past. Till next time, have a good one.